new songs. Oh. Good evening, Tucson Mountain Baptist Church. Hi, everybody. It's sure good to see your smiling faces, and we're going to have a great time tonight. Let's uh, bow for a, a brief prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to meet together. Lord, we ask you to uh, direct us as we worship, as we pray, and uh, may we just keep on learning and uh, learn how, most of all, learn how to become closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amazing Grace. All five verses.
Okay, Joy just asked me how I became a Christian. Um, in 1973, I was going to uh, a young men's Bible study. I was 19 years old. And um, the Bible study leader, he was a real old guy. I think he was 23 years old. Yeah. Now, I thought he was old, but, I, you know. When you're that age, somebody that's that much older, you think, they're pretty old. Anyway, long story short, uh, he said to me, he said, when did you become a Christian, Dennis? I said, well, I've always been a Christian. <laughs> he started talking to me about, you know, the born-again experience, and it was hardly no time. I don't, I don't know what length of time it was. It must have been a week or less in my own apartment, you know, I just gave my heart to the Lord. And it's, it was way different ever since then. So that's, that's the beginning part. So I guess we're still waiting on Pastor Lynn. Joy, you can come up and say how you became a Christian. <laughs> My dad was a preacher, and uh, <laughs> I had to go to church all the time. So when I was five years old, the Lord said to me, you have not asked for forgiveness. And I said, what? I didn't do anything. I'm only five years old. You know, well, of course, I didn't think of that as a five-year-old. But anyway, we were sitting in church, and they were singing, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. And I'm holding on to the back of the pew, and I said, on your mark, get set. <laughs> they sang 11 verses, I think. <laughs> so finally, at the, after so much, I just said, okay, all right, I'm going to go ask for forgiveness. And I was saved. Uh, okay. 
Well, we had some folks that didn't realize tonight was a night and didn't bring their copies, so they have an abbreviated version of the same type of stuff. So um, I've enlisted a lot of help for tonight. I'm glad I did because my brain is going about 10 different directions tonight. So we're going to start, and we're just going to read through some of these things. There's seven centers with National Day of Prayer that they talk about praying for, and we're going to have somebody represent each one of those tonight. Um, so the first part we're going to talk about is why do we pray for America? You know, God is sovereign and nothing comes as a surprise to him. And thank God for that, right? Um, where it's the fluctuating uh, economics of the day or the threats from abroad that we're seeing coming our way, uh, where it's unrest at home or the trouble that we're seeing, all the things that are stirred up, God is in control and we understand that. And he stands ready to respond to our needs, but there's some things that we need to remember. You know, we are one nation under God. And on our money, and I, it still bothers me when I read about these things or I hear about these things, where they want to take in God we trust off of the money. You know, that, that bothers me a little bit. Um, God rules over our nation. God rules over the whole world. And I think a lot of countries... Uh, unfortunately neglect that or don't realize that the way they really should, our country included in a lot of ways. But Amos 4.13 says this, He who forms the mountains creates the wind and reveals his thoughts to man. He who turns dawn to darkness and treads the highest places of the earth, the Lord God Almighty is his name. And we're talking about that tonight in so many varied ways. And each one of these folks that are going to be reading things and, and have the time to look at these and prepare for these, to talk to you tonight about it and to pray with you about it, we're going to take just a moment between each one of these individuals. And if you have a prayer that you will like to pray during that time, we have mics set up in several locations around the room. And I want you to go to that mic and just pray that prayer because everything's being recorded tonight. And if you speak into the mic, it will be on record. It will be on the recording so that other people can hear it. Okay, so I want you to do that. God is the one that gave us the promises. He gave us this promise in 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear their land. Listen, we need to humbly and diligently seek him, not just tonight, but at all times. And as we prayerfully do that tonight, I know tomorrow is a National Day of Prayer, but we were really struggling having people coming back again on Thursday nights. So we decided to make it Wednesday nights years back just for the sake of being able to have people here that were willing to pray. So we're going to do that tonight. So the seven centers we're looking at tonight, the very first one, we're going to start with Dennis, and it's government. He's going to be talking to you about federal government, praying for them, state government, and local government. Dennis? There's a handout in the back if you want a handout. If you'll raise your hand, Jasper will get you one if you don't have one already. Well, you can come here, you can go there, you can go there, or you can go there. First, I'd like to go to 1 Timothy. 
Um, this is uh, chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 8. First of all, then, I admonish and urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be offered on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in positions of authority or high responsibility, that we may pass a quiet and undisturbed life, a peaceable one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way. For such praying is good and right. It is pleasing and acceptable to God, our Savior, who wishes all men to be saved and increasingly to perceive and recognize and discern and know precisely uh, the divine truth. There it, for there is only one God and only one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people, a fact that was attested to at the right and proper time. And of this matter I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I do not falsify when I say this, a teacher of the Gentiles in the, the faith and truth. I desire therefore that in every place men should pray without anger or quarreling or resentment or doubt in their minds lifting up holy hands and also Hebrews 4.16. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. And Proverbs 3.12. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights. Let's bow in prayer for our leaders and government. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. Uh, as we, not just us, but many, many, I, I understand thousands, uh, many thousands of groups are uh, meeting at various times for this uh, National Day of Prayer. And uh, for our leaders and our government, Lord, we many times have heavy hearts about these, these, these people that are leading us. Lord, help us to have the kind of hope that is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13 because this is hope that is, is very strong. Help us to have the kind of boldness that we just uh, spoke about in Hebrews, that you call us to come boldly to the throne of grace. 
Lord, help us to realize that if you love us, which you do, you will discipline us. And Lord, help us to pray for discipline for those that need the discipline. Our leaders in government, wherever they may be, federal, state, local levels, uh, We have voted for them or they've been selected uh, by uh, on up the chain of command uh, for our judges. Lord, we ask them, Lord, for you to touch their hearts, direct them, help them to realize what is right and what is wrong and to choose what is right. Lord, we ask you to bless those that are, that are, that are, do love you and do want to serve you. Lord, we ask you to put upon their hearts the, the matters that we are so concerned about, protecting the vulnerable, protecting the unborn, protecting the elderly, protecting our children, protecting those that are susceptible to human trafficking. Lord, there's just so many areas where the leaders don't seem to be concerned, but Lord, we ask you to put this upon their hearts. We ask you to convict them of sin where, where it is needed. Lord, we know that there we do have many uh, elected leaders that are godly people. Lord, we ask you to richly bless the, them. And Lord, help us to, to do our part. Lord, your word says we are to pay our taxes, that we are to uh, obey the laws of the land, that we ought to vote. We ought to vote for those that are have biblical values. And Lord, we pray for our voter integrity that um, that it's that it becomes intact, and that you heavily discipline those that would harm our voter integrity. Lord, we ask you to put leaders in. That, that truly care about our borders, that truly care about integrity, that truly care about uh, uh, not being corrupt, not uh, accepting bribes. This is quite a, a tall order for these people, whether they be president, vice president, Supreme Court, all the way down to uh, mayors and school board. Each leader is important. But like I said, we must do our part as citizens. Lord, we ask you to bless our law enforcement, our police, our sheriffs, our border patrol. We ask you to protect them and Help each one 
to, to, to do their job and to uphold the law as, as we are expected to uphold the law. And so, Lord, so much more could be said, but this is the basics. And Lord, I just ask you to direct our hearts and uh, give us the optimistic optimism that you would like us to have, like that 1 Corinthians 13. And we ask, we're asking boldly for the sake of our country. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Dennis. Would anyone else like to add any prayer for the government? Okay. All right, Warren, you have military? Uh, I've been asked to uh, pray for the armed forces and veterans of our great nation. And uh, so I'm going to leap right into it, if you'll join me. Dear Heavenly Father, I wish to pray for our men and women of the armed forces, including all of our veterans who have served so honorably. Lord, I pray for the leadership who are taught, tasked with making decisions for our military May they honor God and country with their plans and decisions. Please hold our soldiers, veterans, and their family close to you, remembering Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Help military personnel and veterans alike recognize the danger signals that we sometimes develop in the military lifestyle. Lord, remove all stigmas for veterans and active military when it concerns seeking help for medical and mental problems. Help our military to be strong and courageous. Like I said in Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. Those are important words for the military, Lord. Help them to be those two things. In Jesus' name I pray. For the government or the military at this time? Raina? This isn't the most comfortable thing for me to do, but um, I do feel that it's important to also pray for the families of those that are in the military and veterans, as well as in law enforcement, first responders, because it, it can be scary waiting and wondering if you're going to get that phone call or knock on the door. So, Dear Jesus, uh, thank you so much that I live in a free country. Thank you for the men and women that keep us free. And I want to pray for their families, that you just give them the strength and courage to support their spouse, their father, their brothers, sisters, um, 
and keep the home fires burning, as they used to say during World War II and World War I. Um, support them and just comfort them as they wait. Um, let them know that as much as they love their loved ones, you love them even more. And I, I just pray for the comfort and peace that surpasses all understanding that only you can give, Lord God, for these families. In Jesus' name. Thank you, ma'am. Anyone else? Either for the military or the government? Okay. Brother Al, I think you have business. praying for uh, businesses and um, all of us deal with businesses pretty much every day whether we are purchasing things for home use or uh, buying a new car I guess that's tough right now but the dealers can't come up with them uh, we we buy Supplies for our home, food supplies, uh, just everything that uh, we, you know, in the days of farming, people supplied most of their own goods, but we don't do that much anymore, especially in places like Tucson. We rely on people from all parts of the world and, <laughs> and, and, the, and the farmers that uh, do supply feed and, and you know, the animals that are raised for for uh, the meat that we eat and uh, there's there's much to it and uh, if you work in the service industry which many of our members here have done over the years you know, carpentry or, or uh, doing pouring concrete or roofing a house or whatever there's supplies that are needed and there's companies that provide those supplies for construction. If you work in the automotive industry, car dealers or aftermarket me mechanic uh, shops, they all need parts. And so I had a lot of experience dealing with parts people over the years and, and, uh, <laughs> and like places like Home Depot and, and uh, Tractor Supply buying parts. And so you, you meet a lot of people and, uh, we have influence on them and they have influence on us. So we uh, need to strive to uh, frequent places that try to serve God as well as provide services and business. And uh, so, you know, when you meet somebody that uh, not only provides a good service, but is an encourager or, or you know, speaks uh, well of people and, and honors the Lord, we need to recognize that. There's uh, so much that we can do during the day and, you know, a lot of it's subconscious, you know, we gravitate towards people that that we <laughs> would want to be around more and avoid those that, you know, uh, 
with the COVID thing in the automotive industry, some of the parts places you just didn't want to deal with them. You just go to another store. They're, I don't know what what was going on in their mind, but it wasn't healthy. So anyway, um, like I said, many of you have not only dealt with places of business in Tucson, whether restaurants or uh, building supplies, and they have a list of different ones in here, but uh, hospitals, not, not uh, that we want to have to do there, but some of us work in the medical industry. We've got a couple of nurses that attend here that they're at the hospital often because they work there. And I've got a close friend who's a surgeon. He, he's in the hospital, you know, four or five days a week. And um, just we need to lift those people up in prayer. And uh, let me read some scripture about that before I pray. I'm going to be reading from Philippians 4. 4 through 13 and, and 19. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, Put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Thanks for your gifts. <clears throat> in 10, it says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at least you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know that it is, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And 19 is, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So if you'll pray with me. Uh, and again, I just wanted to, you know, each person has different situation and experiences. And, and uh, so I'm sure I didn't necessarily mention all the businesses that each and every one of you deal with daily or sometimes we deal with businesses only occasionally, but uh, we can be an encouragement to them. And, and uh, uh, some of you are business owners or know people that own businesses, and some of them have gone through some big struggles in the last few years. And, and, uh, and that's just the way that business is throughout 
uh, not just through the COVID pandemic and uh, economic conditions go up and down and, and businesses struggle and, and you know it affects lives and families and so we just want to lift them up and and uh, I thank you all for your um, uh, listening to my <laughs> I've, I've owned a couple businesses and not recently so that's a long time ago but uh, there were struggles you know making payroll and a few other things so if you pray for the people you know that are in business uh, I'm sure they whether they know about it or not they would be encouraging if you did tell them that uh, you prayed for them so if you'll join me dear Heavenly Father we just thank you for the love that you give us and we just ask that you would give us the strength and fortitude to encourage and and uh, help those that uh, we know that deal in businesses because they have a large effect on the population and if we can give them a, a word of encouragement that uh, would help them to pass that on to people they deal with and uh, we know many of them are your children that uh, know you as Lord and Savior. And we just pray that uh, you would strengthen and encourage them to, to be effective in serving you through their work, through their business, um, and their leadership. We just pray that uh, wherever possible, we try to use businesses that uh, that we do know have a biblical backing in their in their leadership and their people and and sometimes the owners don't necessarily know you as lord and savior but there's some of their employees do and just let us help to encourage them and just speak out when whenever they do things for us that uh, that they're serving you When somebody's having a bad day, give us the words to encourage them, strengthen them that they may be able to do better in, the, in their work and services that they provide. And we oftentimes do not recognize opportunities that you give us. So we ask that you would give us the wisdom and the, keep our hearts and minds open to situations that we may recognize and respond properly to just be an encouragement be a help and uh, the opportunities are endless but we seldom recognize them at the right time it's often later but we just pray that you would show us at the time that uh, we have the opportunity so we can encourage people and especially encourage them in your name that uh, many people might be reached through the small deeds that we do and, and uh, the encouragement we put out there. We just thank you for the businesses in the Tucson area that uh, we deal with, but uh, we know that there's businesses all across this country and many that are not in this country that we purchase items that come from elsewhere. 
So we just want to lift all of the leaders up, and if they do not know you as Lord and Savior, we just ask that the opportunity arises that they will hear your word. And we just uh, thank you for the love you provide and ask you to continue to give us the heart to reach out to all of our neighbors and friends and, and in the businesses we deal with. We thank you in Jesus' name. Would anyone like to add a prayer for businesses? Okay. All right, Chris, I understand you have education for us, please. I tend to go on rabbit trails, so I had to write down what I was going to say. <laughs> and the girls in my Bible studies know that. <laughs> um, education is uh, very near and dear to my heart, and um, I wish I could still teach uh, children. I just I can't do it anymore. And um, I taught for almost 50 years. So I did everything from, and, and I'll just give you a little synopsis, but first of all, Education is not about just memorizing a series of facts. It is growing in knowledge about the world, others, and applying these things to live in the, to live in the calling God has for our children. And that was a quote they gave me. I didn't come up with that, but <laughs> I thought it was very powerful. And I think we all agree that our future is our children. And we are all educators. I officially was a teacher for 50 years, but we're all educators all the time. And so it should be all close to all of our hearts on this. Uh, we, want, we don't want to lose the next generation. And we can very easily, right now, the way things are going, lose a generation of kids to horrible, horrible ideas and ideals and attitudes, uh, not only from teachers that are following along with the liberal attitude, but um, there are a lot of teachers that are afraid to say anything because they might lose their job. If I were still teaching today, I probably would have lost my job <laughs> because I wasn't going to sit still for what they were trying to get me to teach, especially in science. And because uh, I taught science the last few years I was teaching. No way I was gonna do that. So this is, this is very emotional for me to talk about our children and what they're doing to them. But I believe God wins no matter what. You know, no matter what we're seeing, no matter what we're hearing in the media, no matter what we're seeing on the news, we still win. But like they were saying, education, uh, the media has become more of a teacher than the teachers. You know, the social media, Facebook, Twitter, all those things have become more important than what God has to say. 
we just recently lost a young man because he didn't come, continue coming back to church. He wasn't being educated anymore. Once he grew up, he left. I, I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know what's happening there with our youth, with our young adults. But they're not being drawn back to God's word. Whose fault is that? I mean, we're all educators. We are all supposed to be leading kids and leading the next generation on. So I blame myself as, any, as much as anyone else when we use, lose a young person because they're not in church, because they're not being educated by the church, by those of us that know the Lord and know what he has to offer. That's our job. We're supposed to be giving that to our youth, giving that to the young adults, so that as they grow and they have families, they can impart that on their families as well. So we're continuing to educate. I've taught preschool all the way through adults. So in every kind of subject you can imagine, from summer camps to vacation Bible school to Sunday school to classroom, second grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, all, all the subjects. You have an impact as much as I did Parents that think the teachers are the only ones that educate are wrong. We're not the final word. You should be the final word. The parents, the grandparents, the family should be the final word, not the teachers. We give you a grade, you know, we give kids grades and we, we evaluate how well you do on the different subjects. But what goes on emotionally with each of those students was so important to me. The last 15 years that I taught, I finally got it. I finally understood that as an educator, that was my ministry. I was always thinking, well, you know, Sunday school's my ministry or vacation Bible school's my ministry. No, my ministry was right there in the classroom with all those students, hundreds and hundreds of students. And you're the same way. You're no different. You are affecting every single young person's life that you encounter, how you respond to what you see on TV, how you respond to what's going on in life. You are teaching your children, your grandchildren, your, your nieces and nephews, kids here in church, how they see you react to an emergency, how they see you react to death and life and birth and, and whatever goes on in your life. They're watching. They're learning from you in life experience. The public school system right now is, is a mess. But praise God for charter schools. Praise God for people that were, are willing to homeschool. Praise God that there are Christian, leader, Christian teachers out there who are willing to be in the public school system and work within that system as best they can. Because if we didn't have Christian teachers in the public school system, it would be worse than it is now. And we need to pray for the people who are running for office. Most of the time, even as a teacher, I had no idea who was running for school board. The school superintendent, I only knew because I'd go to meetings where the school board was and they wouldn't talk to you. But you knew who was up on the board because they were all up front. You don't know who's running. You don't know what their values are. You don't know where they're coming from. So we need to be wise when we vote for school board members. And we need to know where they stand. It's not easy to do. I'm not saying it is. So some scriptures I have related to children. Uh, the first one we should all, hopefully 
Mark 9:42. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. So that's a pretty stern warning from Christ. That's a red letter. <laughs> he said that. Um, I don't, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be responsible. I don't want to be the one that God's going to stand, have standing in front of him and saying, you do, millstone. You know, I, I, just, I, I can't imagine people that do that, that abuse children. There are teachers I know in the, my past over the 50 years of teaching who have been abusive. Shame on them. And they will pay for that. I know parents who have been abusive. But I also know teachers who have been loving and caring teachers that students still talk to, you know, even years later. And, you know, that care, that they've made a difference. I saw a show on TV yesterday that there was a coach who was making a difference in the lives of the children that he coached. He's teaching. He's been an example. He had them in their home. He ministered to them in his home. And coaches can have a, a powerful ministry. I don't think they realize that so many times. And some coaches can be abusive, but most coaches are trying to teach them life lessons. 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 17. Where'd you go? Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because of those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread the gang like gangrene. So people who are in the classroom, people who are on the media, people who are doing that, God's, they're warning against that. And that's, that's a negative thing. That we, we have to be very careful with our words. Be careful how you talk to one another as adults and how that's impress, putting an impression upon your, your kids or any child you're around, even young adults. They hear the bickering or they hear something going on in the family that my mom's a Christian, my dad's a Christian, and that's how they're talking about each other. You know, you're teaching your child. And so the bickering isn't just within the church, it's within your home. It's wherever you are. How do you talk to, we're just talking about business, how do you talk to the clerk at the desk who just messed up your order? or you didn't get your food order right, or you didn't get it on time, and you've got young people around you and you blow up at the waiter or the waitress or the manager. I don't want to speak to the manager. And you're not godly about it. You, you have no grace. What have you just taught them? So I found a, a Hebrew word today called yada. It is found in the Old Testament and its verbal meaning is to acknowledge, to praise, to give thanks, to confess, to cast, essentially as an act of acknowledging what is right about God and in praise and thanksgiving. It is structured in such a way as to be used in corporate worship as well in personal prayers. So as a corporate group, as we're praying corporately here, I think what we have to do, I mean, I, I, could, I could have brought up a scroll of paper and go, hold 
on education and things that are wrong and that are right and that just, it's so close and dear to my heart and my whole life. But the main thing is we want to praise God for what he is doing that we don't even see that he's doing. He's working. He's, there's things happening we have no idea about. We don't know his plan. We don't, we don't see the big picture. Just like I know principals at times say, would tell the teachers, you guys don't see the big picture. You don't see what I see as a school as a whole. Yes, your classroom needs this and you need that, but do you know what the whole school needs? You know, and God's looking at us going, yes, I know. We, we need some things done in the education system. We need th some things done in families. We need something done with our children. But I see the big picture. And you don't necessarily see what I'm doing. So we need to have praise and thanksgiving to God. Um, so here's finally to the prayer. <laughs> So my prayer is this, and, and I'm going to just read through the different things that I want to touch on with the prayer. All right. Father, stir the hearts of parents to take an active role in the academic, spiritual, and emotional well-being of each of their children, for parents to be examples of what it means to serve the Lord with their whole heart. God, guide school boards to be wise in choosing curriculums that uphold the real truth as it is in the word of God. Move the hearts of funding leaders to prioritize the needs of teachers and students, provide what they need to have the tools for learning. Give Christian parents a missionary mindset to minister to teachers, coaches, and volunteers in their children's lives. Lord, draw near to teachers in the classroom and teach them to rely on the Holy Spirit throughout the school year. Set young people free from the hopelessness, despair, depression, anxiety, loneliness, and substance abuse by giving them the only true hope the hope they will find in your son, Jesus Christ. Bless teachers with an outpouring of grace and endurance of such magnitude it overflows onto our communities. Turn the hearts of students to see their worth and value in their creator and savior, rather than through all media and evil agendas, nor through the eyes of bullies in abusive situations. Pour out discernment on older students and their parents to know what path you have for them. Draw our youth back to church, to the place where they know they can be known and loved by you. Father, we ask for the education of our children, that it's become a matter for every member of our church, not just parents and grandparents, but to the extended family of all ages within the family itself and the church. Finally, Father, open our eyes to the lies we are being fed. Do not allow us to be complacent. Give us the right words at the right time. Help us to stand strong for our families, our children, and our future. In the words of King David, we give you praise and thanksgiving for all that you do. In our lives and in the lives of who, those who impact our children every day. Amen. Okay. Anyone else want to add to that prayer? Val Mitch, you had media. Which one are you just doing? Okay. Is this all right back here? Yes, ma'am. All right, cool. Um, all right, synapses 
arts, media, entertainment. Um, pretty much anybody that keeps us laughing and occupies our time on the TV. So I'm just going to skip to it and read you all the prayer I wrote. Um, that's it. So, Heavenly Father, we bring you the arts, entertainment, and media industries. We ask that you may return decency to art and entertainment where artists and screenwriters may not be ashamed to admit sex, profanity, and vulgarity, that they may be inspired by your word and look, in, look to inspirations that promote whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, and worthy of praise. We pray, Lord, that when they are inspired by your word, that they will not be able to twist and mutilate your story. We ask, Lord, that the industry will be inspired to entertain with truth, love, and encouraging and encouraging the entertainees. We send extra prayers to our brothers and sisters um, working in the entertainment business that are Christians, that they may stand strong in their faith. We recognize that they face ridicule and prejudice because of their faith in you. And we ask that their faith in Jesus will shine through and lead others to your son. Surround them with your comfort and strength, Lord. And Father, we pray for the news media. We ask for truth in the news media that the news may return to being informative rather than opinionated and gossip. We know that one day the truth will be shouted from the rooftops, and we ask today that you will uncover the deceit and return the news media to bringing back the news. We thank you, Father, for our freedom of speech and our freedom from censorship. And we ask to be able to retain these freedoms and the good sense to use them properly for your glory. We ask that you would help those who would seek to silence the truth of what is happening in our world and bring an immediate stop to those trying to silence your truth. Finally, Father, we ask for guidance for those in positions of being role models for our future generations, the athletes, actors, actresses, singers, etc. We ask that they may recognize their positions as role models and conduct themselves with decency and respect. We would ask that they would leave their political views inside the privacy of their homes and not share them with the public. We would ask that they recognize that they are human and only elevated to their positions because of what you do for them. We ask that our children learn and recognize what their role models, that their role models are only human and will make mistakes and have the occasion to make bad decisions. May our kids understand who elevates and who forgives. Only you, Lord. And may our kids learn from their role models, mistakes, and victories. Lord, we ask to give guidance to our kids that they may look up to role models worthy of your elevation and give our kids a spirit of discernment. Amen. Anyone want to add that prayer? Ms. Verity, you had church?
Okay, I'm reading from Colossians um, chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. So we, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us to, into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. First of all, I think we should really be grateful that we actually still have a day of prayer. That we can come as a, as a church united, not, not by denomination or whatever, but our church as, a, as, a, as believers in Christ. Um, the, the churches have such big influence on everything in the community. If, if people need a, an outlet or if they need help, you know, this church has so many ministries that help others, and, and I'm really grateful to be a, pre to be a part of that. Um, so I'll just pray now. Dear Lord in heaven, I thank you so much for this day that you've given us to set aside to pray for all the churches in this country, in the world, actually, that, that are praising your name and are lifting you high as, as their Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you will influence them or, or have them be an influence in the communities that they are, are situated and that you will fill them, Lord. Fill them with, bring people to them that need help or want to help others like this church does. Um, I pray that you will be with the missionaries and fulfill all their needs, help us to fulfill their needs. Um, be with the people that are in our communities that, that need an outlet or need help in any way that they know that they can come to us for, for their, their needs and help us to be the, that provision. These things I pray in your precious holy name, Jesus. Amen. Anyone like to add to their prayer? All right. Miss Beth, you have family? I just wanted to say, some, say something about what Chris was talking about with the um, schools, um, Christian schools and charter schools and, and, and how wonderful that, that is that we have them, home schools. I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Grace Point Academy that goes, has their school here. And I am so privileged that my office door is right down here and I can hear these little ones over here in this classroom, third graders. Yay, Harmony. <laughs> and they are, they are pledging allegiance to the flag, to the Christian flag. They're praying. They're reciting Bible verses. And I'm sometimes in the office doing all that with them. <laughs> and um, it is just so wonderful. I love it. They're going to be done on, I think, May 26th and out of here, and I'm going to miss them. So um, 
I just wanted to do a little bit of the scripture here. This is where Jesus um, is talking to the disciples about prayer um, and how to pray. But I just want to read this part. Um, it's um, Luke 11, 9. Sorry, I'm standing on my tiptoes. <laughs> I'm going to put that down a little bit. Okay. Um, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Um, I just wanted to just share a little piece of it here in my paper. Um, it says why to pray. And I don't... We're going to pray about families, and I don't think that anybody really wonders why we have to pray for families. I think we all know why we need to pray for families. Um, and families have difficulties, and families have drama and stuff. And there's probably some families somewhere that are absolutely perfect. I don't know, but <laughs> um, most of them aren't. But I thought this was interesting. It says, Scripture records God using the term Father to help our finite human minds begin to understand the relational na nature of our omnipotent and all-powerful God. The family is the first place we learn about God and create expectations for how to form relationships. Healthy families provide a strong foundation for children to grow into mature adults and model the love of Christ by sacrificially giving giving and serving each other. Um, what I'm going to do is just, I have a list of here of things to pray, pray about. I ask that you would join me as I pray for them. Um, and I'm just going to pray. <laughs> okay, Father God, we just thank you so much for your provision and your wisdom and for families and for each one of us, Father. We, we want to pray for, there's so many things to pray for, and we want to pray right now for um, what your word says to honor our, our fathers and our mothers, and we're happy to have, have Mother's Day and Father's Day as a time to appreciate them and that those are coming up again, Father. And I would just pray that children of all ages honor their parents, and I pray that those parents will in turn honor their parents and take care of their parents. We have so many good examples in our church of people who are doing that today, that are honoring their parents and taking care of them. And I just, um, just am so thankful for those people and for those um, um, examples that they are, Father. I pray that families would treat each other with kindness and compassion and forgiveness as it says in Ephesians 4:32 I ask for wisdom for those families and I ask for wisdom for people that maybe are choosing to get married and that they would take time father to understand what it, what that person is that the person that you want for them father that so they are equally yoked in their faith father I pray for humility to bring stability and peace to families. Um, there's so many families that are having so many difficulties getting along with each other. And it just, it's just so sad, Father. And I pray for that. Pray for hus husbands and wives and children to give each other grace, to be humble, to be um, selfless with others in their families. 
I pray for the endurance of single parents and grandparents that need to step up and be parents to their children. Um, foster families, there's all kinds of families. Father, we know that there's blended families and we just ask for peace and understanding and patience in those families. We ask you to comfort families that are going through grief. And we know that there's a lot of families that have lost loved ones, but it's not only loved ones, Father. There's losses of jobs and there's, there's just all kinds of different ways for grief to, to manifest itself. And we just ask that we are loving and kind to those people also that are grieving and give them space to grease and get, grieve and give them time to grieve. We ask you to strengthen families who serve as caregivers for, for medically fragile family members. And we have a lot of those too in our congregation. And again, I pray, pray for those people and just they are just a wonderful um, encouragement to the rest of us to, to know how to do that, Father. Uh, I also wanna pray for something that's coming to our family, Father, that that you would give empty nest parents comfort and transition and the vision to grasp that their new roles as full-time intercessors for their adult children. Even if they do that every day anyway right now, then um, it's even more so when they're further away, Father. Um, ask you for harmony with the blended families. And also with blended families, I also want to add in friends that have become family and, and are just every bit like family as a regular family. And I just ask for there to be harmony and peace between those. And if there's any kind of um, falling away of families where somebody's not talking to somebody for years upon years upon years, Father, I just ask that you would go into that situation and just somehow, Father, make someone move first and say, I'm sorry, or I misunderstood, or something, and, and have that forgiveness, Father, and that they can be healed. And, and if they're not going to be in the kind, of, the kind of relationship that they would like to be in, at least there's a, relation, a, a basic relationship there of at least talking to each other. Father, um, there's also a prayer that to create a means of escape for um, heal, people that are healing from, from these problems. Um, sometimes there are problems that they can't really get away from in the families, say in um, parents and small children or teenage children, and, and it's just hard for them to, to become the family that they should be for you. And Father, sometimes it just helps to be able to have a break from that, that somebody would come in and help them or that they would be able to get away together as a family and do something fun and get away from that, that extra stress that they're having. Father, we were also aware that there, like we said, um, loss of jobs. Some, some families aren't having enough food to handle, to give to their children and to eat each other. We see that on the news that even the schools are, are possibly taking away some of the food programs that they have for kids. And, and we know that in this great country of ours, 
we're very blessed. Even the poorest of the poor are very blessed compared to other countries. But right now we're here to pray for our nation and, and our families and our people that need things too. And Father, finally, I would just pray that my dream would be that every family member in a family would be yours, Father. That all of us probably have people in our family who are lost and we just pray for them. Probably, Father, please help us to keep remembering to pray for them every day, every day, even when it gets hard, even when we don't know how to, what more to say and how to, how to say our prayer any differently. And we feel like it's just repetition, repetition. And Father, we, we know that you will take the Holy Spirit it will, will make, make our prayer the way it should be, Father, even when we can't. We just ask you all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Anyone want to add to that prayer? Okay, Jack. Come on up. Combine the last two. Okay. I've been thinking about, we've been talking about family this last couple, family in the church. And Mary and I have Bible studies most every morning. We miss them sometimes. But we listened to David Jeremiah, and this morning he said something to us too in his talk that really hit home, and I think it really applies right here. Not only with what we're doing tonight, but with what Lynn has taught us over the last couple of months about our spiritual gifts and just things that go on. And he said, you know, what you need to do is some Sunday or some day, walk up to the front of the church and look at your pastor and say, I'm here, Lord, and I want our pastor, and I want to give my whole heart and my whole life to God. And he said, once the pastor picks himself up off the floor <laughs> and really understands what you're saying, he can give you plenty of work because he knows where the work is at and what needs Amen. to be done. And I just, since we were talking about church and family and stuff, I thought, wow, what a way to, to grow a church family. We keep Amen. talking about what we want to do in this church family. Imagine what would happen if each one of us made that dedication to Christ. Amen. You know? And, and I look at this, too, and all of these things that we talked about tonight, and we all know we're praying and, and, and asking God to do this, but we know that we all want what God wants. <laughs> That's the main thing. That's you know, the ultimate in goal. Every, in every situation that we've prayed about tonight. Amen. So I just want to just word a short prayer about the uh, family of, the, of our church. Father, we just thank you so much for the teaching that we've had. and. Uh, you know, it, it's not easy to just completely give your li life over to the Lord. I know I have trouble with that every day, Lord. So I just prayed that you would help us each one to realize where we need to be and how we need to really lift up our hearts and our minds to you and just tell you, Lord, just show us what you want us to do. And I'm sure that Lynn would be willing to help us find them places, Lord. Amen. So we just thank you so much for each person that's prayed tonight that has lifted up each one of these subjects, Lord, and just pray that you would continue to bless this congregation. And we want this church to grow, Lord. This is your church, and, and we want it to grow. And we just pray that you would help us all to make them that determination. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jack. All right. I'd like to close us out in a prayer, just a combination prayer for all the things we looked at tonight. Very quickly, I'll make it brief. 
and I'd like Dennis and Elaine to come up and we'll sing our closing song, and then you can dismiss us, okay? All right, let's pray. Father God, we do pray for our government. We pray for our leaders. We pray for our, our president, our vice president, all those cabinet members, Congress, Supreme Court justices, our state government, you know, our, our executive leaders, legislators, judicial leaders, and our local government, Lord. We, we pray for those mayors and those city councils, those police chiefs and, and sheriffs, all those taking care of the judicial system, the county officials. We pray for all those individuals. And Father, we do pray for the military. We pray for perseverance to endure some of the hardships that they go through. We pray for wise leaders to lead them, that will inspire them and, and, and show not only the, the, the followers the respect they deserve, but also the leaders the respect they deserve and those that under their command. We pray for their protection and their support for their families as they leave them behind. And Lord, we pray for media. Oh, so much is, <laughs> so much is involved in the media anymore. We pray for those decision makers that they would realize that they can, they can make a profit by producing uplifting projects and not negative projects and not things that are detrimental to our Christian faith and our Christian values. We pray for Christians, more Christians, to be involved in, in media and, and be put those creative ideas that so many people have to good use. And Father, we do pray for business. I mean, it's, it's amazing of all the ideas and the resources and, and principles that come out of business, but we pray for those that need that economic boost that Al was talking about earlier. We pray for more Christian workers and Christ-like humility and service to be involved in all those, whether they're an employee or an employer. And Father, we do pray for education. We pray for a safe atmosphere that's conducive to learning for all those children and educators anymore. We pray for excellence in educators. We pray for those educators to be highly qualified and know exactly what they're teaching and why they're teaching it. We pray for equal opportunities across the board for every single student and also for the teachers. And Father, we do pray for the church. We pray for your church, Lord. We pray that the church would find new zeal and commitment to the commissions and the purpose that you have given us through the Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We pray for unity among the churches, among those individual body of believers that represent each one of the churches in their local areas as they serve. But Father, we pray that you would help us show God's love throughout the whole world. And we pray for integrity in the churches. We pray that the men and women leading in whatever area that might leading, that they would have integrity and they would be godly people and they would be that example that was spoken of earlier. And Father, we do pray for family. We pray for unity and love in those individual families as they reach out in hospitality towards one another and towards others. And we pray, Lord, that you would be able to help us establish those healthy relationships that we need across all our family members. And we simply lift all these prayers up to you tonight. And we pray that it would be a sweet aroma to you. And we simply ask these things in Jesus' name. Would you like to stand as we sing uh, When the Roll is Called Up Yonder? When the 
trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more. And the morning breaks eternal, bright and fair. When the sight of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. On that bright and cloudless morning, when the dead in Christ shall rise, and the glory of his resurrection share, when his chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. Let us labor for the master from the dawn till setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. Hope you have a very good evening, brothers and sisters. God bless you. Thank you.